a Podcast One production. Hi, I'm Nat Kringudis. And I'm Cecilia Ramsdale. Welcome to The Wellness Collective, a podcast where we invite you to be part of our wellness community to share, learn and live better. In this episode of The Wellness Collective, we chat with Nat Cartwright, a health and wellness coach with a bit of a difference. In this episode, you'll learn how your personal branding makes you successful and is in fact your superpower. We talk with her about why your strengths and weaknesses also become your superpower and how you can get clear on who you are and what you want to be known for. All this and more in this next episode of The Wellness Collective. Hi, Nat. Hi. You know, I think today's going to get confusing because the name of our guest coming up very soon. It's uh, You know what is actually the best? We, mm. We'll just cut to the chase. The best name. Natalie Jane. Mm. I am Natalie Jade. <gasps> wow. There Sorry. you go. <clears throat> I just inhaled and gave myself There you a... go. I know. <laughs> you just swallowed a frog. I did. Sw- uh, swallowed a frog. <laughs> it's a good way, good way to start. Yeah. Hey, um, how have you been? I have been A-OK. The sun's shining. It's warm. You know, I'm happy. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're recording this just off the back of the US election. Well, that's been intense. Whatever. I was going to say win hasn't even. But do you know what? I discovered we had CNN on our TV maybe a month ago. Right. So I've just watched CNN for five days straight. <laughs> and I'm in love with the people. I don't even oh, know their names. Which people? The, 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 the people on it. They're like my new family. You know when you watch a TV series? The and that the Yeah, yeah, the presenters. Yes. And at the end of the series, you're like, you feel like a little bit of you's broken because your family's disappeared. I feel like that right now. CNN, we're my family. Anyway, I know they're still there if I ever need them. It is a strange time indeed. We are, uh, we are looking for people that are going to help us, I don't know, get our act together really because totally. I feel like we've all gone wobbly this year, well, I feel we? like our guest today is going to help us get our act together. I think so. Yes. Thank yes. you so much for joining us. Now I've already said... Natalie Jane is who's joining us. But Nat, let's call you Nat because, well, why wouldn't you? All Nats want to be called Nat. I'd <laughs> um, love to hear a little bit about you and what you do. Thanks so much for having me on. So, yes, Natalie Jane. Uh, I have a corporate background. I've been in financial services for the past 13 years as an executive coach and a wellness coach. Uh, but I would define myself as a mum and a founder. Uh, first and foremost, so I have a beautiful baby boy who's five and we're just getting him ready for school. So it's been a very interesting introduction to kindergarten with COVID at the Mm -hmm. moment through Zoom orientations. And so the world obviously looks very different um, and we're super excited about what 2021 will bring. Totally. I love how um, you say you've got a baby boy who's five. Yeah, I love that too. I know. He'll be my baby forever. <laughs> He's I 21. Just, I just want to like squash him. Yeah. Put some on top. Of, like, can you stop growing, please? Boys are particularly affectionate too. This morning I they was cuddling are. Geordie and I'm like, you really enjoy this, don't you? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. Funny, isn't it? <laughs> and I love sniffing him. <laughs> but that's because he's not a teenager yet. No, I know. They're very stink. Pongy, Yeah, no, very I'm sure soon. he'll stink pretty yeah, soon. Yeah. Mm. But I wanted to ask the question. I mean, on the Wellness Collective, we have had lots of coaches. Mm-hmm. We've had lots of people and we get lots of requests. And I'm interested to hear your take on the co- type of coaching that you deliver. What makes you you? What makes you different, I guess, is what I'm asking. 
So I like to consider myself a bit of a disruptor and innovator, and I just happen to use wellness coaching as the vehicle to help disseminate those messages and support those around me in being their best. I think that's just people so, called Nat, isn't it? <laughs> that's kind. <laughs> Disruptors. Comes with the name. Carry on. You crazy people. So some of the themes that I observe over the years of my coaching, both in the executive space and the wellness space, was, you know, these the difference between those that were successful and those that were struggling. And I spend a lot of time thinking about, like, how do I solve these problems in a unique way and coaching is a saturated market as you guys have indicated there is you know wellness coaching and lifestyle coaching and health coaching and you know there is a lot of uh information in this space but how do you cut through that information and start to really tap into knowledge but also I also think about like when you're in a saturated market who uh, are filled with really intelligent people but we are still struggling as a human race with the same types of challenges, like what is it that we're not getting right? And how do we look at this problem from a different perspective? And so that's where, for me, I think about, well, how do I create my own market? How do I break out of the mass and create a niche and start to share messages around how we solve this problem in different and unique ways? Okay. And so... One of the things you talk about, which I think is really interesting, is the personal branding aspect of life because personal branding seems like something that only someone who has, you know, a store or a... Well, I'd see it as a business. That's what I was business. thinking when I was yeah, thinking about yeah. the idea of personal branding. Or even like, like a side hustle, whatever. Yeah, I guess it's a business. Like something that you're putting out there so that people see you in a particular way. But are you saying that it's... As just people, we need to look at what our personal brand is as well. Yeah, so what I do in my coaching sessions, in you know, we all have goals and aspirations and dreams that, you know, we want to achieve in life, but we're all limited by 24 hours in a day. Mm, ain't that true? And so, yeah, so how do we set ourselves up each and every day to be successful? And life is a series of choices and trade-offs. And the challenge people have is they don't know what they should be choosing and what they should be trading off because they're not clear on their guardrails. And in order to define your guardrails as an individual, you need to be really clear on who you are and what your personal brand is. What are your strengths? What are your values? What are your beliefs? Who are you despite your role or your role title or the label that someone else gives you? You know, your superpower when you walk into the room that people just know that's who you are. Do you I think love that? Yeah, I like that. So too. like you're, you're saying that your personal branding pretty much is like your superpower. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's the narrative that I def- describes who you are, but also who you want to be known for. And so when we start thinking about those goals and aspirations that we have in life and there are choices that you need to make every day to help you move closer to that, it's really important to have an anchor. And so the personal brand statement provides that anchor to allow you then to make those choices. I like that because I found that really difficult when I became a mum. I didn't want my brand, shall we say, to be mum. And some women mm. really love that and and that's what, you know, they they really kind of grasp into it when it happens or they've been looking forward to that their whole life. But for me, I was really worried that people would then define me just as someone's mum and 
So you're worried who, about it before having no, no once you had once kids? I had yeah because I feel like it was a little bit the, not the opposite but once I had kids I realized that I needed to be me but prior to having kids yeah. I thought I needed to be someone's mum. Oh, and wow. And then it was the, the guilt of like, well, hang on, yeah, I hard. don't want to be <laughs> just a mum. And I'm not mm. saying that it's just a mum. That's not a no, nice way. No, It's not really doesn't describe it because whatever you commit to is a full-time job as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no way I could be mum 24-7. I just, that was not part of me. Mm. But I remember my girlfriend saying to me one day, I'm a better mother for working. And I was so envious of her being able to make that statement because I didn't have the confidence to say that yeah and something else I talked to there Nat around being multi-dimensional humans you know we no longer work in a society where you turn up nine to five Monday to Friday and that defines who we are so many people in the world now are looking at starting their own businesses and have side hustles you know they have passion projects and we're better connected and better informed than ever and if you do have your own passion and side hustle outside of your normal kind of nine to five role that doesn't make you less valuable to your employer or distracted from your day-to-day role it actually enhances your ability to show up and contribute because you have a wealth of life experience and you perceive opportunities from a different mindset because your perspective on life is relatively different to those who are just consumed by a nine to five role. Does it also mean that you have a, because you've got that passion elsewhere, perhaps you're not putting all your eggs in your basket. So you're not looking for work to fulfil everything for you. It might be that you have a creative urge or, you know, you're ambitious in other ways and you can't necessarily do that in your work, but the whatever it is you do personally is the thing that fulfils that. So I guess you're happier all round, really. Absolutely. And fulfilment's really key is like no one person in your life can fulfill all of your needs, right? Where it's a husband, a wife, a partner, kids, friends, everyone plays a unique role for you and you, your exchange of value with those engagements is different, right? Someone will give you energy and you enjoy talking about a certain topic and then sometimes all you want to do is hang out on with your mum and sit on the couch and have a cup of tea. You know, like everyone serves a need and a purpose for you. And I think, again, linking back to the personal brand statement is being clear on who you are and what you want to be known for allows you then to tap into those around you so that you can be your best. So there's someone listening that's going, oh, my gosh, how the heck do I work out? I don't know what I want to be known for. (laughs) What's my brand? I want to be known for something, but what's my brand? How do I find it? So I know that's probably not an easy question to answer because that's why people, you know, would <laughs> recruit you. Need you. Um, but, but how is it that people can start to become more clear on that if they feel very confused about it? Sometimes the easiest way to start is to think about what do you not want to be known for ah, and what do yes. you not want to do? Like that. That's true. That's, Just I cross like out that. the things. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you're right. It is not an easy question to ask ourselves. And as a coach, we create a safe space that does actually make people uncomfortable because we need to disrupt the unproductive and unhealthy habits or rituals and stories we tell ourselves to enable ourselves to be more open-minded and consider new ways of operating and new ways of setting up our day.
talk a lot about day, like it's how to set up a day. And I'd love to learn a little bit more about what that or how we would do that because to me every day is different. Mm-hmm. I don't know. First of all, I don't know how I'm going to wake up in the morning. Is it a child pulling my... Olivia came to me, oh, my goodness, the other morning. <laughs> 5.45 was the first night that I'd actually had a full solid night's sleep in quite a while. Mm. And and you know when you're like really asleep mm. and there's this body standing over me, 5.45, mum, can I have more time on my iPad? <laughs> <gasps> I was like... What? Okay. Throw it in have the you bin. been on it already? And so, because I have, I have the control. I have the power. Yeah, yeah, me I too. I love that. It's the best. It's the way forward. Oh yeah, it's the way forward. Anyway, and I'm like, have you been on it already? And then I realised she couldn't have been on it because she's locked out until seven a.m. Mm. But I was like, okay, well, that was the start of my day. It's yeah. not how I would like to start it. But I've then, got a great foot. Yeah, right. I like to wake up early, but not like that. Um, and I know life throws us curveballs, but. You, are you saying that we need to structure our days? Like what is it that would actually help us to kind of utilise this idea of, of you know, I, don't, I can't remember what you said it was, the role of your day or how you map your day out? Yeah, so there's a couple of things. So more recently through my coaching experience, there was a, a challenge that I was struggling to solve, which was around how do I support people in the moments when they're not in a coaching session? So how do you provide them something that's tangible and a symbol of, you know, progress and disruption to create new positive, healthy rituals? And so I created this concept called a today list. So it's really that's simple to That's what it was, a today list, yes. Uh, but powerful enough to inspire. So it's not another thing to add to the list in terms of, you know, gratitude journals and, you know, meditate for 20 minutes a day and all the rest of it. So what I find is, you know, people have really good intents, but if you continue just to pile things on top of things, it accumulates and over time you start to feel weighed down even with the positive intent. So the Today List tool is to help people simplify their day, reset, reflect, and recenter their attention and their energy and really focus on what matters most. And it's around attention and energy management, not time management. Ah, mm, right. That's interesting. Yes. Yeah, that's because very interesting. What what do you do then? Do you have to be flexible? Because like you describe with your day. I had you that yesterday. I I had two kids at home, which I hadn't planned on. And I had a list on the back of an envelope of things that I would like to have achieved yesterday. And of course, with two kids at home, unexpectedly, none of them got ticked off. And I was really tired and I lost the plot with my kids when I copped a tortilla in the face. Oh, Oh, no, a burrito. I got a squishy burrito thrown at me and it hit me in the face and I just lost it. And I thought my energy was low. Sorry, it's not funny, but it is is funny. funny. It's funny funny. now at the time. It's not funny. It's like I want to throw it back at you, you little turd. (laughs) So you're right. No two days ever look the same and particularly, you know, as parents, you almost become uh, expecting the unexpected. Like when you've got kids, <laughs> you, you kind of just know that things are never going to go to plan. But what I talk about in my tribe coaching, which is around the, the ratios of work, personal and self. So there's no perfect way to structure a list or the perfect number of things to have on your list. There's no perfect two by two matrix that's going to solve 
all of your problems. But what I find is that if we look at your day in, in terms of the ratio of activities between work, personal and self, it enables you to use it and swing almost like a bit of a pendulum, right? So on days where the kids are at home, everything's kind of gone a bit to disaster zone, you will swing one way over another. So in that situation, you might lower your work ratio and up your personal, right? Because the kids are at home, there's more housework to do, you've got to organise dinner and, and things are just generally a bit more chaotic. And then other days when the kids aren't there and you're in the zone, you'll up your work ratio and probably lower your personal ratio. The one thing I do encourage my clients as a non-negotiable is the self element. Mm. So selecting one activity every day that's just for you and good for your soul could be a one-minute meditation practice. It could be going to coffee with a friend. It might be having a hot bath at the end of the day, watching your favourite TV show on Netflix. It doesn't matter what that is. It's just one thing that's for you and it's deliberately for your replenishment. So there's no guilt attached. Cecilia, Mm. do you have a one thing you do every day for you? I was just thinking that as you were talking about it and it's changed, but lately it's been skipping. Oh, that was not what I was no, expecting no. you to say. Because I am very good at putting myself on the bottom of the mm-hmm, envelope list mm-hmm. because I think oh, I'll just all the, I'll feel better once I get all those yeah, things done. you feel done. better when you do the skipping first. Yeah, you do. So I've set myself a goal of 200 skips a day. Oh, love it. And how's that going? That's good. How's the pelvic floor with that? Yeah, fine. Oh. Spoke to the physio. She said it was a good idea. So off I, I go. I forget when I first started skipping mm. at the gym because it was a very big part of CrossFit is just mm. skipping mm. and woo. Yeah, had a bit pelvic of floor. I used to be like, are we skipping? I need to go to the toilet first. But <laughs> let me just let me just make this better for everybody. <laughs> I um I have to say what one thing that I have done since probably the start of maybe last year mm-hmm. um is once I allow myself an hour from once the kids go to school before I have to do any be at either work or here or Mm -hmm. wherever I have to be. And I set aside a little bit of time for very cliche journaling, meditation journaling. I don't commit to very long. Like maybe that takes 15 minutes and then whatever else I have to do. But Mm. it's it's now it's an hour Mm. before I have to be anywhere else. And it took me a really long time to work out that didn't need to be the first thing I did for the day. Like once I got everyone sorted, out the door, it was, you know, chaos hour and they're gone. Then I'm like, okay, now yeah, I can actually can breathe. breathe. Yep. Mm. Um, and it's been a game changer. I think you're right though. And like you say, Nat and other Nat, <laughs> um, finding what it is that you can manage that doesn't just add to the load is the thing that you need to try and do. But I think also once you make the decision to carve out that time for whatever it is, mm. it becomes something that is not negotiable anymore because you know that if you don't do it, your day is going to go sideways. Mm. It's least an anchor, like you said earlier, that there's certain things that actually keep you moving forward, really. And and a, it makes me a better person. It makes me a better mother. Yeah, I don't want to see you before nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm good before nine. I get ready by nine. Everyone's out the door by nine. Works very well. <laughs> that is oh, funny. Um, getting back to your uh, experience in the corporate sector, I worked in corporate when I was at university and I worked out pretty quickly it wasn't for me. Do you think a lot of people go into working in corporate because they think it's for them but then they might get stuck? 
I think some people are consciously aware of that and others are still in the journey to discovering that themselves. And most of the time people have a catalyst moment and unfortunately it tends to be a kind of rock bottom moment whether they are made redundant or something happens in their personal life and a relationship breaks down or you know there's something significant within their world that I guess shifts them into those aha moments where they stop and reflect and think is this actually what I want to do is this aligned to who I want to be in the future you know is this giving me the balance and the freedom that I desire. And so as a exec coach, when I first started, you know, it was very much around leadership, leadership challenges and who you are in the office nine to five. Mm. And the more experience I obtained over the years and the more I started to see common themes emerging was when I actually then went and diversified my own skills to become a wellness coach because I didn't feel equipped to be able to support people as a whole person. And as soon as I added that tool, to my tool belt around being able to couple the executive with the wellness, the the influence and impact it had on people's lives was exponential. Mm. And so we were able to look at like, who are you at your core and work through that really deep intrinsic level of, you know, self-discovery so that they could show up every day and be the best version of themselves as an employee. Mm. And what do you what have you seen throughout 2020 with people working from home and people kind of facing work in a different way has that changed the mindset There's obviously pros and cons that have emerged for for everyone through COVID for various reasons. But if I think about one of the most um, common themes that I'm seeing is people are more open and receptive to wellness coaching than they may Mm. have been in the past. And something like Zoom has really enabled uh, the world to better connect. You know, the thought of meeting with a stranger over a Zoom call a year ago, you just wouldn't (laughs) do it. Whereas now Zoom has just become part of the vernacular and the way in which we set ourselves up every day. So it's been amazing for me because I've been able to reach a broader audience and facilitate, you know, sessions on a scale rather than just on a one-to-one and mm. running, you know, little workshops and, and focus groups around helping people rediscover who they are. And a simple activity when COVID started was, you know, how do you feel now in, you know, the height of COVID and the anxiety and the uncertainty, then checking in kind of in the last few months to say, well, how do you feel now? And then reflecting on the difference. And it's all about that resilience. So, you know, a lot of people talk about building resilience. I actually look at it and say, well, how do you deploy resilience? We all have it. Uh, the universe throws things at us all the time and we have the ability to respond and, you know, the retrospective coherence is, you know, like what were the lessons learned and what strengths do I have that actually helped me move through those moments where I needed that resilience. So I really encourage people to tap into that resilience and be aware that it is there and ready to be deployed whenever they need it most. I think being in Melbourne, the 5 million of us that were in lockdown for 15 weeks throughout 2020, we discovered a resilience that we, never knew. that we never knew even <laughs> existed. And we just were putting one foot in front of the other for 15 weeks. And that day, I'm getting goosebumps even thinking about it. The day when Daniel Andrews at 3.30 in the afternoon on a Monday afternoon said, as of tonight, we are opening this, 
we, bur- we all burst, we all burst into, into tears. tears. <laughs> it was incredible. It was like this mass wave of emotion just went. <laughs> yeah, but did across. you? But I unraveled after that. Like you, you did. held it together yeah, for fifteen no, you weeks. Did, but this is the thing. We and were then like, I was like, I was a mess. Boom. I was yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And I know that about myself, though. I know I'm good in a crisis. And then take me out of the crisis, and I'm like, I fall apart. Mm. <laughs> but and there's a difference between surviving and thriving. So what I was talking to my clients about is, you know, do you want to survive COVID and just go through the motions, you know, get a, a ritual and a routine that just helps you cope? Or do you want to also think about, well, how can I grow or learn or, you know, what does this current environment present that I otherwise wouldn't have? Mm. And so for people who commute every day and no longer have the commute, you're essentially getting, you know, maybe two hours back in your day mm which is amazing, Even you, more. you know, that's 10 yeah. hours a week. So yeah. how do you want to use that time? Do you want to read a book? Do you want to listen to a podcast? Do you want to call a friend or a mentor? You know, there's an opportunity to grow and become better because of the circumstances in which we are in. We can't change the restrictions, but we can change how we look at them and really see, seek those opportunity and growth mm. elements of it. Absolutely. You know what's interesting in hindsight? I just, I'm off the back of my normally US meetup um, on the weekend. So I've been up at, you know, four o'clock all of the mornings. Um, But we talked about delegating and delegating jobs. And that's just actually really funny. When I reflected on what I'd done in COVID to get through, I did a crap ton of delegating. Mm. Like I literally, I'm like everything that I would have put on that list, I'd actually gone and done it. So it was really weird to, I wasn't conscious, I just did it. It was a way to get through it all. It was a way to get through it. Um, The only one thing that was left that I just added to the list yesterday was the cleaner coming back. (laughs) How good. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Daddy K doesn't know yet. He doesn't like the cleaner. Oh. No, he thinks he can do it himself. Oh, well, mm. off he goes. There's, I know, right? The I know, I yeah. know. Nat, can people access some of these tools, I think, on your website, like the Today List? Did I see that that's something that they can access from your website? Yeah, so there's a couple of elements. So the Today List itself is a tool. So it's an LCD writing tablet and it is really around that clean slate and clear mind each and every day. So it allows people to slow down, take a breath and really think about like what do they want to do today to be successful? And there's no cumulative effect where you can't just carry things over to the next day. So you don't get weighed down by the end of the week of all these unfinished activities. And it's really the enabler then for the techniques, which is where the tribe coaching comes in. And that is obviously centred around the wellness coaching, personal brand, establishing the choices and the trade-offs and and being clear on what your beliefs and your values are. So I offer a free tribe challenge, which is seven days from chaos to calm. And there's a little daily activity that I run people through just to help them reset themselves, tap into those personal brand and inner beliefs and strengths and work their way through so that they are really clear on who they are, but also really clear on where are the growth aspects and where is there possibly some points of tension where you start to look inward and you may not see things that you don't like or make you uncomfortable or you're not quite sure how to frame or take forward. So I offer a free coaching call at the end of the seven days to help people debrief and unpack the experience as well. And so that's available on the website. I run two of the free 
um, seven-day challenges every month. Um, so um, your listeners are, are more than welcome to, to jump on and register for that. And what's the website? So www.todaylist.biz. Easy. Love cool. it. That's so good. Love a tool. I know, right? We yeah. do love a tool. Everyone needs to go and download and check it out and join the challenge and just seven days. <sighs> yep. Seven days, try it on. I love it. Mm. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for chatting with us today, Nat. It's been so good to just hear, again, a different perspective and, yeah, you know, yeah. another, yep. some more life hacks. I think we have another review to read. Sorry, Nat, you have to stick around for it. Well, yeah. you can go you if can, you like or you can no, pretend all to. No, good. <laughs> if, there's, if there's one key message for the listeners Ooh, yes, in please. terms of what to walk away with, the one thing I would ask everyone is next time you sit down to do a to-do list or whether it's a physical list or it's on your phone or, you know, in your on your OneNote or on your computer is just sit down and think about am I writing a to-do list which is full of things you must do, should do, could do and will do or are you actually setting yourself up for today? And something as simple as language matters. So Love just it. reframing that of where is my focus? Am I focused on setting myself up? today or is this just a whole list of activities that I need to do at some point in time? Awesome. Mm, love Interesting. It. Love it. Thank you so much. I am going to read this review Go now. Go for it. Right. So it is titled, mm. Yes, Do Describe to This. Do Describe? Subscribe. <laughs> Let me go again. <laughs> okay, so it's titled, Yes, Do Subscribe to This. Ooh. Good idea. It says, it's Mon from the South, and she says, it's informative, the team are terrifically interesting, and it's a joy to listen to. Some banter without the babble, lots of real stuff, and the topics are so relevant. Thanks, mm-hmm. you lovely superstars. Woohoo! You're a Definitely superstar. listening to the right podcast. I then. know, I know. <laughs> totally. If you haven't yet rated the podcast, we would absolutely love you to do so. Yes. It takes about 20 seconds. If that. And we just ask for five stars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The rest are you know, don't you worry know, about I don't the others. know. I know that the, the, the realists in the world are probably like, there's a, they, look, there's a couple that are four-star. Oh. And then one. Well, one, one. I, think, <laughs> I think I've told you this before. A friend of mine thought you had to start with one and then work up. And I was like, no, <laughs> if you press one, it just puts one. Not anyway. Less. That's probably, that's, that's definitely what's happened there. Absolutely. There's no one rating at one. Um, Thank you, Natalie Jane. Yes. Thank you, Natalie Jade. Thank you to all Other of the people. Way around. Cecilia Ramsdale. I don't know your surname, middle name. And Oh, Cecilia Ram. It was big in the 70s. It was. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Well, we've got lots of things, lots of tangible things we can go and do now. Yeah. So we yeah. do hope that until next time. This episode has left you feeling happier. Healthier. And better. 